Rain. What do you want to do tonight? The same thing we do every night, Pinky. Try to take over the world without supernatural assistance. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for showing up again, episode two. Um, just real quick before we get into everything, before the music starts. If you haven't seen Infinity War, I appreciate you coming to support, but you got to go. You got to get out. It's going to get real very, very quickly. So if you haven't seen Infinity War, check out episode three. That should be coming out next week. But this is Infinity War. So if you haven't seen it, I'm sorry. We'll 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 kick it next time. All right. What's Bri on episode two? Let's get it. All right. All right. The coast, the coast is clear. Coast is clear. Um, If you're this far, man. <laughs> like holy shit what just happened like incredible movie first things first um i did a lot of research before we got in like before i did the show so this is this i got a lot of nerd knowledge to get out and y'all are gonna have to listen through it we learned a lot of stuff so i'm gonna tell y'all a bunch of the stuff i learned in my deep dive all right we're gonna start with uh, all the Infinity Stones. So, you saw the movie, the six gems that he's putting into his his fist thing. I don't know the the Infinity Gauntlet's what it's called, but it's like a big glove fister thingy, whatever <laughs> fister thingy. Anyway, um, the first stone is the Mind Stone. Uh, we first see it in the movie when Vision has it in his forehead. It's the yellow one. It's been in the last Avengers movie. But the Mind Stone gives you the power of telepathy, um, telekinesis, enhanced mind powers, and pretty much you can connect with everybody's mind in the universe. So when the Scarlet Witch, Vision's girlfriend or whatever, like does the red whatever stuff that is that's shooting out of her hands and is like seeing into your brain, or like in X-Men with Professor X, with the Cerebro thing, so the, where he goes into that room and puts on the helmet and there's everybody out in the world, pretty much it's that. So the, the Mind Stone gives you all of those powers and Vision is the where we know that it's located in the movie, uh, in the beginning. Um, the Space Stone is right in the beginning of the movie. That's um, the Tesseract or whatever we know it as. So that's the blue one. Um, lets you teleport, speed, gives you super speed, you can create wormholes, and pretty much in the Infinity Gauntlet, when connected with all the other stones, it, it lets you exist everywhere at once. So, with all the Infinity Stones connected, the Mind Stone lets you connect with all the minds in the world, the Space Stone lets you be everywhere at once, like God, so you're omnipresent. Um, the Reality Stone... Uh, Thor gave to the collector at the end of Ragnarok, I believe. Um, you can change reality. Ha ha ha, reality stone. You can destroy anything. You can create portals. Um, when connected with all the other stones in the gauntlet, lets you change the reality of the entire universe. Which, <laughs> oh boy, we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, and like I said, that was in Ragnarok. Um, Thor gave it to the collector. Thanos my guy I believe he had the power stone when we first started the movie um, that's that's gonna give you strength endurance and you're pretty much invulnerable to all attacks um, when it connects with all the other stones it just makes the other stones more powerful which I'm kind of sliding by saying just makes the other stones more powerful but 
that's crazy just for everything to become even higher powered than it already was um Thanos had that when it's as far as the as soon as the movie started as far as I'm concerned I don't know yeah uh the time stone uh lets you travel through time uh age de-age people on some Benjamin Button seeing time create time loop you connect it with all the other stones in the gauntlet you can exist in multiple timelines at once so when Doctor Strange was looking through all the possible outcomes I believe that he was just kind of well one he's time traveling seeing the different outcomes of everything but if he had all the other infinity stones he could exist in all the other timelines and then be like oh I'm just gonna live in the one where everything worked out well and obviously Doctor Strange had that gem um the soul stone uh lets you steal souls trap souls um I don't really know what that means uh this has nothing to do with Infinity War, but that's a whole nother conversation of souls and people having souls and shit like that. But as far as it relates to the movie, uh, the Soul Stone lets you steal souls, trap souls, um, or make other people hunger for more souls, which more souls. I didn't think about that. More souls, more souls. I'm funny. <laughs> when it's connected with all the other stones in the gauntlet, you can just control life as a whole. Um... Now we can get into the good stuff. Thanos. Who is the man Thanos? That is the question. All the information that I've gathered on Thanos um, leads me to believe that he's just been kind of a tortured-ish individual. Um, He was born on the moon of Saturn, known as Titan. His mom was crazy. Well, not I wouldn't say crazy, but when he was born, obviously Thanos is purple. Thanos, my bad, Thanos. Thanos was purple, and his mom was like, what the fuck? Like, why is this guy purple? So she tried to kill him, like, off rip. And then his father saved him. Um, Thanos used to be a pacifist. He um, would only, like, play with his brother and his pets. And then one day he, like, got older and just, like, started to, like, worship death. Um, Just because he didn't really... He just, like, denied the the beliefs that other people had towards life and all the meaningful aspects that we talk about he was just like nah we're not having that um by by his like teenage years he like was physically like in love with the physical embodiment of death there's like this girl mistress death who is who exists in some marvel comics um she's in captain marvel i i really don't understand a lot of this but that's that's the information I got. So he's just like Thanos is going through a lot and he wants to please death. So on his quest in the movie we see that he has all the his children as they're seen in the movie. I think they're called like the Black Order or whatever. The dude that they called Squidward with the flat face who was giving Doctor Strange the business. Um all of these people are known as Thanos' sons with Gamora from Guardians of the Galaxy. We know that he kind of well, he didn't kind of kill her parents. He killed her parents and then adopted her. I don't really think adopted is the best term for when your parents are murdered by someone and then that person's in charge of you. But yeah, sure, he adopted her. <laughs> and, and so that's that was the process with everyone else that was in his order. Like maybe they weren't as young as Gomorra was at the time, but he pretty much did the same thing. We're going to wipe out half the planet. And he took certain people from each planet to to be on his side to show I guess the wave and what his what his true agenda was. 
Um, other than that, just just straight into the movie. First scene, as soon as the movie jumps off, it's really dark, so it's kind of hard to see exactly what's going on. But as soon as you see what's going on, you see Hulk get the shit beat out of him. Like, Hulk gets tossed around like... Like, he doesn't have superpowers and, like, he's not the Hulk. Um, we've never seen Hulk like this. And it's crazy. It was crazy to see because usually that's the hope. You're like, oh, well, everything's going bad. No matter what, Hulk's going to come out and kind of just take over and save everybody. Um, as soon as the movie started, we got word that that wasn't going to help. The Hulk wasn't going to be enough to save the team this time. So... The fact that Hulk is mad pussy, just off off the rip of the movie, is just like, okay, this feels a little weird, but they've got to be doing something here. Um, they do a really good job of in the movie of going from team to team, scene to scene, and they never spend too much time in one place. A lot of things drag on a lot. They didn't drag the movie at all. Everything is like they needed to show this. It all makes sense. That's why. Like, there's a reason it's in the movie. A lot of times, people are just putting stuff out, throwing shit at a wall, and some of it sticks. So, every scene that's in the movie is critical. Thor, Thor is also there. He doesn't have an eye because of Ragnarok. Loki gives up the Infinity Stone to Thanos all in the first scene and you're like um okay like what's going on here um hulk just just really didn't impress me at all during this entire movie he never really had any good moments everyone has like one or two moments in the movie because they have so many people they have to get to i think that hulk just didn't have one hopefully it's going to come in the second movie hulk's going to be a big part in winning but as of this battle, as of this movie, Infinity Wars Part One, Thanos made you his bitch, and we're done with Thor. I have nothing left to say about the man, unless it's more slanderous things. Um, on the flip side of that, Vision, they did a really good job because I really didn't care about Vision at all. I'm sure a lot of people didn't care about uh, Vision because, to be honest, he's really just kind of trash. Like as a as a hero, he's not really captivating. There's nothing you really want to see from him. But they did a very good job of humanizing him, which is interesting because he's like cyborg type of a deal because he's obviously the Infinity Stone and pieces of all the Avengers and like weird stuff like that. But they humanized him very, very well. They also did a good job of playing um, the Scarlet Witch and his relationship up. Um, this plays a really big part into the movie. The Mind Stone um, is in Vision's forehead. And we're, we know as soon as we see the first scene and it's made apparent to us that he's coming after all the Infinity Stones, that Thanos is going to be coming for Vision at some point. So you're trying to see how are they going to balance this? Is it even going to get this far? Do they just destroy Thanos? And <laughs> one of the most interesting parts of this which we're gonna, I'm gonna circle back. I promise you, I'm gonna circle back to this. Is when you see the Scarlet Witch um, kill Vision and and take the stone out, and then you're for all intents and purposes Thanos loses, and then Thanos goes and rewinds time and gets the stone out of um, Vision's head himself. 
I think that's going to be very, 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 very important. But we're circling back to that. Um, let's talk about other people who do weird stuff with their hands, similar to the Scarlet Witch. Um, Doctor Strange. Uh, I can't lie. I I tried to watch Doctor Strange. I don't think I got through the whole movie. Or maybe I just fell asleep. I have no clue, to be honest with you. But uh, Doctor Strange, when he shows up, I kind of was just like, who, like, who is this guy? Like, he sucks. I'm not a big fan. Um, the Asian guy he's with, I think his name is Wong, who also does the hand stuff with the shields and all, all this. I don't know what's really going on there. It's sorcery. I'm gonna have to watch that. I'm gonna catch up on it to, to figure out what's what's going on there. Cause this movie was so good that I'm automatically now interested in all the other Marvel movies that I haven't seen. So, Doctor Strange. Uh, Really, really, really very good performance in this movie, in my opinion. Um, the way he interacted with Tony Stark was really, really, really well played on, on screen. The the fact that he's smarter than Tony Stark, in my opinion, from what I can see. I don't think Tony's ever in a room with people that he's smarter than, so that was just nice to see just have how that banter would interact. Uh the the time stone the fact that in the beginning of the movie he says i'm not going to save you i'm saving the stone like if it comes down to y'all or the stone i'm picking the stone every time is super dope because that's that's how i feel it's like it, the superhero movies they're they're too sentimental like you have superpowers bro your job is to to save people you got to kill the bad guys at some point so the the fact that he's like this is what i'm here to do this is what I'm going to do. And as a matter of fact about it, I always can respect that. So I like that he played really, really well in the movie. Um, he, I feel, is going to play a very big part in the next movie because, like he said, with all of those different um, outcomes that he saw, there was only one that worked. And there has to be a chance that this is the plan that he saw as unfortunate as it is maybe this is the only outcome to save everyone even though everyone dies at the end of the movie i'm i'm not sure i haven't worked it all through myself but this is this is the trust tree if you're listening to the what's Breon podcast i love you and we're friends you know one day we'll get to the point in our friendship where I tell you I hate you because, you know, that's just what men do because we can't express emotions well, you know. Shout out to hypermasculinity. But Doctor Strange, incredible job in the movie. Um, hopefully this is part of his plan. That's 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 all I have. I don't I don't know what the overall thing is. I don't have the time, so I can't see into all of the possibilities and all of the outcomes of how this is going to work out. But I will tell you this. That motherfucker Tony Stark has got to go. He's got to go, man. I thought, I honestly, uh, I was telling everybody before I went to the movie that Stark was dead. Like, I knew just, just from my friends telling me, because they're more into, like, I have friends who are more into comic book stuff than I am. They were like, oh, no, this isn't going to be, like, regular superhero movies because they said Thanos, like, kills everybody in the comics. Like, it was a thing. So, I, I already kind of was on edge, and I just figured the first, the, all of this started 10 years ago with the Iron Man movie. And I just felt like, I don't want to do anything for 10 years straight. So I just felt like they were going to kill uh, Stark off 
just just off of that, like he probably just didn't want to do it anymore. But <clears throat> maybe maybe he's gonna like get some type of well. He, there's already forty billion Iron Man suits. I'm saying now that we've seen that he can go in outer space, why can't Thor just take him to fucking Tyrion, get him a fucking super dope weapon, and then yeah, because Thor. Thor gets the the hammer made from Tyrion Lannister. I'm sorry, I'm jumping around a lot. If you don't watch Game of Thrones, he's the big midget, which is the big little person. Do I have to say little person? I don't think I'm going to, but whatever. Um, he gets his hammer from the big, um, the big little person uh, in the middle of the outer space. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's like a star, and there's Thor, and it's like, you 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 guys saw the movie, but. All I'm saying is, is if Tony Stark makes 40 billion Iron Man costumes, why can't he just go up to, to the big little person and, and get an Iron Man costume, and then bam, woo wop the bam. Shout out to Chance. But that that's that's part of my ending. We're gonna get there. That's that's part of where this next movie is going. So, I thought that Tony Stark was gonna die. He didn't die. He got my boy Spider Man killed. Um. The person I went to go see the movie with had never seen the new Spider-Man. So she was like, whoa, 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 what they do with the old Spider-Man? I'm like, nah, he's dope because I just watched Spider-Man a few months ago. And it was really, really good. Uh, Spider-Man, a lot of his stuff is humor, like similar to Deadpool where it's like he breaks the fourth wall, stares at the camera and says something to you. Or he's making jokes while he's fighting. So that's a lot of what Spider-Man did in this movie. It's super funny. He does a really good job. Um, him and Thor were probably the funniest people in the movie. In my Just in my humble opinion. I don't know if that means anything to everybody else. But Thor did a really, really, really good job in the movie of just breaking, breaking just the tension. There's like so much room for comedy in the movie because it's super action-packed and stuff like that and there's a bunch of story going on and sometimes it's just nice for him to be like okay you guys are stressed out right now (sighs) calm down and that's dope i really 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 appreciated that um sad to see spider-man go we're I, i think we're getting everybody back honestly um I, I think that everybody's going to come back, but that's that's at the end. See how we're building up to it? You see how it's like a mini mini commercial break, but you'll, you'll see. Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy plot went very, very, very well. Um, I think that they were the MVP of the movie. Um, I was going to say that Thor was originally the MVP of the movie, but I think that the Guardians of the Galaxy really kind of put the whole thing together. I think that mostly because really the movie is about Thanos. He is, excuse me, I'm sorry. He is really the protagonist of the movie. Like he, whatever, he's the villain, but the movie is about Thanos. Everyone else is featured in it. We're spending most of our time with Thanos. We've learned his goals. And they they did a really, really great job of humanizing Thanos and making him become a villain that you would like to see. And with what this is, this is Marvel. Like DC, the Justice League, they don't do that. It's just oh, uh, alien bad. With this, it's the Joker. At, well, the Joker's not really the greatest of examples, but Killmonger is evil for a reason they show you the motivations of the villains which is really 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 important because 
yeah, we're rooting for the good guys. That's just usually the way movies work and how people are structured. But if you give us a reason as to why the bad guy is being bad, it just makes the movie more enticing. Like, it makes it at least a, a bigger conversation of something to do. Like, yes, killing half the people in the universe on the surface is bad. But Thanos is trying to save the universe. Like, yes, probably not the best way to go about it. Um, I don't know why he doesn't make the planets bigger. Because if you can snap your fingers and kill everyone, you could probably snap your fingers and stretch every planet out to twice its size. But whatever. Um, anyway. Guardians of the Galaxy did a really great job because the movie is centered around Thanos. So it's in outer space, they're in outer space, they've known Thanos the most. So they're our bridge, in a way, if that makes sense. So, to showing us what Thanos is up to, we know that Gamora is his, air quotes, adoptive daughter. Um, Batista, I don't remember his name in the movie, he's the gray guy with like the red paint on him. He... Had his family killed by Thanos, so he has personal vendettas or beefs with Thanos. Gamora does as well. So all of these people have known about Thanos for a while. They've been in interactions with him. So that helps us get more insight into them. They did a really good job with all the humor. Um, Rocket is great. Star-Lord or whatever you want to call him. He did a really, really good job. Um, the scenes with those, like Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor... Those were really, really great scenes. In part two, I'm really looking forward to seeing Thor and Rocket talking shit. That was really fun. I enjoyed that thoroughly throughout the entire movie. Um, what else? What else do we got? Um, if you want to go over to Thor from the Guardians of the Galaxy plot, um, what I've gained from this the most about Thor out of this movie is that Thor is the strongest Avenger. Like. I, I don't know. I, I thought it was kind of the whole... I thought it was really that they were all strong in separate ways. Like, okay, Iron Man doesn't have powers, but he's rich. He can build stuff. He has suits. Um, Hulk, brute force, obviously. Who else is in the Avengers? Captain America, I don't know. He's trash. He's super fucking trash. He's not even on my list of people to talk about in this movie because he's just trash, to be honest. Um, he, I guess, like a leader type of a deal. But really, Thor, <laughs> Thor is a god. Like, Thor is obviously the strongest of all of the Avengers. I don't know how I didn't realize this until this movie. I guess Hulk would have been his best um, comp, like, comparison or best fight, I guess. But, yeah, Thor's, Thor's a beast. That's that's all I got to say about that. Thor is a animal. Um when Thor came down and just unleashed the brand new hammer in the middle of Wakanda, the theater that I was in went nuts. Like, it just, it was like a joyful, like, everyone's rejoicing. It was crazy. The, I'm just sad. Can we um pour a little out, pour out a little liquor for everybody in Wakanda? They gave us Wakanda to destroy it, people. Oh, it's so sad. Even though... I really feel like in the end of the movie when Thanos wins, Thanos, Thanos, Thanos wins. And 
he sits on the on the log and overlooks the sunset like he said that he was going to do from the very beginning and there's the ocean and he's staring at the sunrise or the sunset i think it's sunrise yes sunrise i'm crazy and he looks a little sad he looks a little sad I've been telling my friends for years that I was I was going to be the biggest fan of the first time that a bad guy wins in a movie. And I'm sure that it's happened before. I mean, I haven't seen every movie. But this is prominent. This is a big statement. Thanos won at the end of the movie. He snapped his fingers and killed half the people in the entire universe. Um, what I think is really going to come into play in the next movie, we already saw it happen. I've alluded to all of this. This is this is the big crescendo, everyone. Um, Scarlet Witch and Vision. Thanos comes, rewinds time, gets Vision. I feel as if Thanos is going to rewind time to get Gamora back. Uh, I think that that's going to be part of the downfall. Uh, I don't really know Hulk is going to have to come back and actually fight a little bit. But in rewinding to get Gamora back, you've given everyone who's died and disappeared life again. They've come back to Earth. What I wonder about these things is how big is the radius of like people who remember? So if I'm Thanos and I'm rewinding time and... The Scarlet Witch is right there. Vision just died. I rewind time. The Scarlet Witch knows that Vision just died? Or does she not remember? Because time rewound. Because I don't think that Vision's going to know that Vision was dead. If I, I don't know if this makes sense. I, I'm just... I'm, it makes perfect sense in my brain. A lot of times I try to say it out loud and it doesn't work the same way. But let me know if that makes sense. I don't know how many people, when the human beings come back, if he does rewind time, let's say I'm right, if he rewinds time and everyone who turned into Ash, like, becomes a solid human being again, I don't think that they're going to remember that, but I think that the people who lived and watched the people turn into Ash will remember the other people dying. Um, as far as important deaths in the movie, uh, Wakanda, man. Uh, I'm not really a big fan of the Black Panther himself. I like the movie, but Black Panther died. Um, Vision died, obviously. Uh, who else died? Every, everybody died. Nick Fury died. Uh, the other lady from S.H.I.E.L.D. died. Spider-Man died. God damn it, Tony Stark. There's, There were a lot of good deaths. I, I can't even think of them all right now. There's a bunch of them. I'm just really concerned about what is next. What do we get in Infinity War 2? It comes out literally exactly a year from this last Infinity War. They, uh, Marvel's really big on that. They do the same release date pretty much every year. I don't know what the significance of the, the numbers are, but it obviously means something to the creators of Marvel. They have um, Captain Marvel is going to be coming out before the next Infinity War. Um... So she's going to have something to play in this, obviously. I don't quite know how that's going to work because she, her timeline's in the 70s, I believe. So if her timeline's in the 70s and they're going to have, they're going to put her in Infinity War. The question is, is where she been for the last 30, 40, 60, shit. 
70s was not 30 years ago. We're old, you guys. In 2020, 1990 is 30 years ago. How weird is that? But anyway, so she's around from the 70s until now, and Infinity Wars pops up. Where has she been the entire time in the middle? I don't know. They're going to do a good job of telling you that because the people at Marvel do good work, and I just come on the podcast and just talk about the work other people are doing. But I feel like I feel like we're kind of we're kind of set. I don't I don't know if there's anything else that I have to say. Um, the movie was incredible. I'm gonna give it a strong 4.6 out of five. You know, on the Breon scale, um, every second every second was important, and it was it didn't feel choppy. There was a lot of stuff going on, but it didn't feel choppy. And to bring all of these things, all of these strong characters together at one time have it all fit cohesively and not be like weird and chopped up very impressive very 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 impressive to do so this has been episode two of the what's a Breon podcast thank you for tuning in infinity wars was crazy um thanos forever you know what i'm saying peace out